Hi there, I'm Susan Caruso, founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts. You're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator and director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. Really, take a breath. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I've been rushing around today for sure. Um, Today we are going to talk about imagination and how important boredom is to imagination. As Lindsay says, boredom is imagination's BFF. (laughs) (laughs) They go together. They definitely. Right. And I know that for me, I think that Sunflower wouldn't exist if I didn't have the time to stretch my imagination. I think it's such a key element that isn't talked about very much and can kind of get glossed over and time not be made for imagination, especially when we have so many things going on in our lives today, so much, so much input. And it really takes quiet, solitude, really being able to get in there and explore your own mind and to use that imagination. It's a, it's a muscle. It needs to be stretched. It needs to be exercised, used so that you have it as a, as a real accessible part of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's really key. My mother had absolutely no time for us. I pretty much took care of my younger siblings and um, she would throw us out, out the door. And I think that it must've been times when everybody else was taking naps that I had time really by myself out underneath the lilac bushes. Mm. And it was kind of magical because we had lilac bushes that I didn't think of it as two different bushes. I just see for me and as a kid, I thought it was one bush that had white lilacs on it and purple lilacs. And I think they were just woven together. Uh And just, of course, to this day, if I smell lilacs, it just puts me into this whole mm. other space. And one of my favorite play memories was just sitting underneath that lilac bush and in the, in the warm earth in the spring, probably mm-hmm. in the springtime and smelling the earth and finding little worms around and, and just pu- getting the, the lilac leaves, which have beautiful shiny leaves and sticks from wherever, putting a little earth and a little acorn and you know little bits and pieces, mm. a little straw, things like some uh-huh. grass in there, and skewering it together like a delicious food packet for my cat. Oh, yes. And I considered him to be the prince, and I was giving him royal food. And I just remember just really wallowing, having the time to wallow in my imagination. Uh, my it's brother beautiful. and I... Yeah, we would have, every summer, we would have carnivals. And the carnival would be, we would use the clothesline and just put sheets up and make a maze. Uh And you can imagine what kind of a maze was that. It was not, it was not a maze. (laughs) It was some sheets hanging and we closed off things and it maybe had a tiny little path. But in our minds, we had this fabulous carnival. And we went to the, the, the grocery store, the Ridge Market and had, you know, a couple of nickels and things and bought some little penny candies and things like that as prizes. And we made tickets for the carnival and went through the neighborhood and gave all the kids in the neighborhood, come to the carnival. Uh, You know, I was probably playing the recorder and stuff. And um, so that was just such a huge thing. And 
we it was so much fun for us and for the for the kids in the neighborhood and if you think about it it's a little bit kind of like sunflower you That's know kind of what was coming to mind right yeah so if i hadn't had that time i think that really sunflower was my answer to what can i give this world it's that's the answer and it comes from my hope that all children be safe and have a voice and get to play and be in nature and the arts and just all of the things it came from that it's a real way to heal because my childhood was not so much fun Mm -hmm. except when I got to do things like that and I had the gift of a lot of time to do that yeah yeah that is so powerful play is healing and it cannot be overstated how hope springs from imagination. And I learned something from the author and activist named Sonia Renee Taylor. I highly recommend her book called The Body is Not an Apology. And this idea is that We've had, you know, people enslaved over centuries, like through many different cultures, there have been enslaved peoples. And how did these people who we are their ancestors, Mm -hmm. we're here to tell the tale, how did they endure all of the difficulties that they were faced with? How did they decide to survive? How did they keep on going and, and move through those challenges? And Sonia Renee Taylor said, well, they did it by imagining a future that was not that. They imagined and envisioned a world where they were free and where, if not me, then my children will be free. Mm-hmm. And it's that hope that springs from the the vision however far off it may seem that's where where we find the will to to keep going into the unknown right yeah to to uh come from imprisonment like gandhi like nelson mandela like anybody who has 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 in their own family or in any way any way has been repressed oppressed or not been accepted for who they are you know all the more important to to have that imagination to to be able to envision that and a, you know a, a time and a place where they get to be who who they really are and for every single human being to be able to imagine, well, what is it? What are those gifts that I'm going to be able to bring to the world? Right. And so that you need to have the time. It's, it's key. Imagination is so important. Yeah, it's a, a great expression of our uniqueness. And like you were saying, it's, it's really how we give our gifts. It's, it, it's coming from us. And so... There must be, you know, all of the best inventions in the world, all mm-hmm. of the amazing technologies that we're, we're using right now, all sprung from somebody's imagination. So very important. And I also had the good fortune of being a kid in a family that where, where play was available, where I had long stretches by myself 
and I am an only child, so I have that going for me. Um, I didn't have to wait for my little brother to be napping to to go and um, and have my own long involved game. But it didn't come naturally to me, just like anyone. I think we all come into the world. You know, we are so cared for. We have these grown-ups who make sure that we survive those first years and then we learn <laughs> how to play and we we start discovering our our own minds like you said in the beginning too and when that happens uh there's there's untold treasures so i i went to kindergarten at age 4 in north carolina we were living there only for one year. And I started going to school and my mom was thrilled. They, they said, you know, we think she's ready. Um, in my preschool program, like they said, she can start kindergarten. So I did, but then we moved back to Florida and the Florida laws were different. And they said, Oh no, you can't come into school unless you're five. You mm -hmm. have to be five. <laughs> and so I said, Oh, okay. Well in that case, I guess like you can come back home. <laughs> so my mom loved being with me. I know last episode we talked about that line between, you know, playing with your child versus entertaining them. And uh, my mom is one of those people who, who genuinely enjoyed getting on my level, being on the floor with me, playing Barbies, playing with dolls, whatever it was. But that's not any adult's favorite thing all the time. And she also had to work and bring in some money here and there. So she had a talk with me when I went back to being at home every day. She sat me down and I, I really remember it because I was not pleased. <laughs> she said, you know, I, I know that we get to play together a lot and I'm always going to do that with you. And I also need to do some other things. And so I need you to go in your room and you have lots of things you can do and you're going to figure out something else to do while I'm doing this. And she said it really matter of fact, I think in the way that you have modeled to me is the, the most effective way to speak with children about anything is just to keep a real even tone. Don't get too hysterical about anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only after that that I remember wallowing and getting to that place where you push through the boredom, mm -hmm. you get bored, you, you look around and all of a sudden the call to play appears. So I had imaginary friends like crazy. I would build uh, little sets for myself and have a, a production. I would choreograph dances. I did so many crazy things with my, my delicious playtime once I realized how to do it. Right. And she, she just told you she had the faith in you that, you know, you can do this. And I'm, I'm your grown up and I need to, I need to do my work and that she respected herself that this is, this is what I need to do at this time. And so the expectation is you're going to, you're going to do this. And I wonder what amazing things you're going to, you're going to discover in that, in that time. And, um, so yeah, a real gift to you. And, um, and she handled it in just the most beautiful way. 
just was honest with you. And I'm sure that she did play with you in other times. And that honesty is, is so important. Um, so yeah, wonderful imaginative times. Yeah. And sometimes it is amazing. Like what you're, what you're talking about. Sometimes it is, it, it, helps us to manifest our, our dreams, you know, or, or, you know, have the seeds of those dreams. Like we, like me with sunflower, sometimes it's very healing. One of the things that, that we hear a lot in, in build and play our outreach program, the build and play kids. There's a story about, um, a couple little guys were building a house and in build and play, we just bring lots of loose parts, boxes, fabric, tape, string, ribbon, all kinds of things, loose parts. And it's and, really condensed. It's only an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. They have an hour and a half, you know, ideally an hour and a half, hour, an hour and a half. And it's an after school program. And there was, uh, you know, these two little guys are frantically building a house with all kinds of intricate safety features and, and all kinds of interesting things. And, um, we're working away for the whole, the whole, the whole hour at least. And, um, and very proud and talked to, talked to the, the director of build and play and told, told her just exactly what everything was. And here's the alarm features. And you can see that this, this is a fireproof panel. And this is how, you know, we've, we've got all of these intricate safety features. And a little while afterwards, she found out from this child, one of the children's teachers that. He had a fire in his house. He almost lost his whole house. Oh, my goodness. And so how healing to be able to use your imagination to build the house of your dreams, the house that isn't going to burn down, mm -hmm. that's going to be safe, and work out all of the all of the feelings and to have some control over his life. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and through play, through through those expressions of imagination in play in pretend play we get to see it's a window inside of our children and so if you don't have that opportunity if you don't have the time and the space just fill everything up then none of that gets to come out we had a one of the children of a sunflower staff member she had to be around <laughs> sunflower all the time oh, yeah. which might be one kid's just wonderful dream yes yes i want to do that <laughs> but she got tired of it and I remember, you know, she always had like a popcorn snack. And so she would kind of have free reign. And I remember I was in a meeting and she kind of came into the room where we were. And there there was a marker, a random marker or a few of them just sitting on a on a bench. And she sat down and she took the markers and we have paneling inside the house. It's an old house and it has it has this cypress panel or actually it's um Dade County pine paneling that has, you know, there's the, the ridge in there or the little well in between the panels. And I just noticed out of the corner of my eye that she was taking the, the markers and, and talking to herself and talking and running them up the, up the wall and down the wall. And then another marker would go past them and they would be talking to each other. <laughs> All these really interesting things. She was bored. She, you know, had her snack. She didn't want to have anything to do with us. Her mom was in a meeting too, and she found the most interesting thing to do. Um, 
And that was meeting her need in some way. Mm -hmm. She's a really interesting person. And, you know, and I'm curious about what, what are those gifts that she's going to bring to the world? How does that relate to her childhood imagination and dreams? Wow. Allow that imagination. We need all of our children's imagination muscle to be stretched as much as possible and to be held on to so that we have all the wonderful things in the world that can be mm-hmm. from their dreams. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening today to share your thoughts with us or your feelings or stories that you have about being with children. Send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Switzer Musical Productions.